the coach of Rapana Rama for super coach purposes, the buy round, the second big buy round of the season and an all important one because it's a hard one to navigate. You you want to bring in the right amount of numbers, not to get big red arrows. Some people see it as an opportunity to really streak ahead and catch up points. If you've planned it well, a lot of us are just trying to find a happy medium between the two enough not to lose points, but you don't want to, ruin your run home teams in my situation i probably had um good base nuts and bolts of a team and i didn't want to mess it up to go in with 12 13 sort of numbers 14 uh numbers and you know when we lost Matto, who was somebody i was banking on as a premium sort of scorer for the round i know it was a bit of a bummer to lose heinz but we were all in that boat whereas a pod like Matto for me really stung I was very tempted to sell a Heinz and go, because I've got Heinz in fullback, to move him on um, and grab a Latrell and just deciding to go Latrell over um, Teddy for the run home, which was always my plan to go to Teddy. I was tempted to sell Munster and bring in a Dylan Brown uh, or, or bring Mam down from halfback to 5'8 and go with a um, Jerome Hughes. But I just held my nerve because I looked at players like Munster and like Heinz and I said they're run home people. I'm going to have to try to trade them back in and I don't have the trades to do that. So for me, um, I stuck to my guns and I got a score, which I think is probably par for the round. Maybe a tiny, I went in seven out of 10 of my leagues and I'm in some really competitive leagues. So I'm happy with that. And that's from 10 players for me, 728. I think I'm just a titch above par. I'm sitting in 300 and uh, something or other overall. So hopefully... You know, I can hold position or even a couple of green areas would be lovely. So um, 7.28, I think the par is probably going to be around 700. Uh, you know, maybe, yeah, 6.75, 700, I think is going to be somewhere in the ballpark. So I'm okay with 7.28. I captained IPAP. He was a popular captain in the week. Um, you know, I saw some people loop. I was in a, a good head-to-head, but somebody looped Latrell. And I think in a buy round, when you get those 90 pluses, um, you you, you loop, and people did that. The highest scorer of the round, um, as, it, as it stood, was um, Tessie New, who had a fabulous comeback uh, to uh, first grade, finished with 135. Jesse Ramian, who's very pod action territory with a 133. Cody Walker finally delivered for owners. Um, look, it's made a difference, Latrell being back in the team. He finished with 119. And one of the popular players who I've been f- spruiking, saying he's a good option for this round, and a good captain option for this round um, in Mitchell Moses finished with 115 so a couple of tons we were a few tons in the in the round is, is pretty good um, you know but not huge ownership ones so you know I think that the round is going to see that there's not too many wild swings shout out to a couple of ripping players Ty um, who's one of the guys from the Tragics Supercoach Tragics group who's finished over a thousand and last year's winner in Tim Moody I looked at his team. I'm in a, in a league with him. He's, he's finished over a thousand, I think, comfortably over a thousand. Has absolutely had a ripping round. I think he's in a hundredth or two hundredth overall. 
He could be a chance at back-to-back. And that's fantastic because he bloody deserves it. And wouldn't it be an amazing thing? I mean, he's given himself every chance. So congratulations and well done. Beautiful buy round by you, Timmy. Um, Look, I'm going to go through the talking points of the round. As I see it, um, we're going to do the good, bad and ugly. Obviously, less games. And I'm going to finish off tonight's podcast with just a little snapshot. You can look at where I am for now. Once the second buy round finishes, you're in the home stretch. How many trades do you have? How close are you to your final finishing team? What are your priority trades? We know probably what we want to trade in next week. Of course, Origin is on. We don't know what players will back up, but we can speculate who's going to back up. And we have started, I always jot down my plan of what I, who I want to bring in. I've got some top priorities of what I want to do in my team. For instance, I've got Heinz down in fullback, you know, because I did jump on the ma'am wagon, ma'am wagon, but I'm going to move Mam on. He had a pretty good game, and I think he's going to just cover his BE this week. He is going to become Teddy for me for the run home, and I can get Hines back up to the um, halfback position. Then I've got gun halves, gun fullback, which I think is important, um, you know, things like that. So I'm going to look at the team I have currently. You're going to obviously have your own sort of issues, but I'm going to talk about my plans for who I'm tra- targeting and when, um, and just go through some of my thoughts on must-haves for the run home. I think... You know, for instance, if you are a non-Cleary owner, you, you've got to get him in. You've got to run home with Cleary post-Origin. He's going to absolutely come home with a wet sail. Guys, I wanted to just start off the podcast, the things I want to talk about. Number one, I just wanted to mention, you know, a kind word does not go astray. You know, you can say nice things to people. I love the banter too. Never, ever stop the banter with me. Please don't. Um, but... Other people in the community, um, myself, other podcasters, it doesn't hurt to say good job or, you know, give us a like or something like that. It all means all the world. I know personally I'm extremely appreciative of all of you listeners out there and the... You know, the way that you guys engage with me means the world to me. Um, Don't keep the old banter, you know, away, but just keep keep the nasty stuff out of it, eh? Because we don't know what people's life is. We have these online social media personalities and we all, you know, people, they have these, um, you know, hide behind profiles and they're not even really showing themselves. We don't know what these people are behind doors and we should all cut each other some slack sometimes. Nice and short and sweet, but send some love to people. I'd love if you give us a like or you give us a nice compliment. I do get lots of lovely comments and um, I really appreciate it, but there's lots out there that don't and there's lots out there that cop a lot. Um, So just be nice every now and then if you can, eh? Um, Look, let's go into the talking points of the round. Look, we'll kick it off with Melbourne Storm. They're off, aren't they? Um, Look, they've obviously... You know, they're missing a whole bunch of troops, aren't they? And some key outs, but I mean, I think any team that's got um, Jerome Hughes and Ryan Pappenhausen in there, the cheese, they've got enough superstars in there, but they just look flat as attack. Now, a couple of big things from the round. We know that Pappenhausen sucked ass. He was a big trade in. I was telling everyone he's a must have. Um, look, the score still, he still made it to 50 and he looked like a busted out there. Absolutely injured. I know he's got the broken, sort of deformed finger, uh, courtesy of the old NRL physio. Great man. Um, so, look, he was in the wars. He's in the wars and I'm starting to worry about perhaps in the is he made a glass um, type of ways. But 
the word on the street, <laughs> the word from the NRL physio is that he should be good to front up next week. And the big panic stations for me were if he's injured and he's out for four weeks, I'm going to have to burn a trade because you can't leave nearly a million dollars on your bench. But I just physically, you know, in my trade situation, trading him out and then trading him back in, I couldn't spare two trades on it. So I would have been in a big, big dilemma. I think people are obviously going to hold him. People are going to probably rage trade after this week and the score that he had, but the word is that he's good to go. It, it was an absolute fail for you this week bringing him in. I brought him in myself, but I think long-term, none of us are going to regret that. We're not going to regret, regret bringing in um, Pappenhausen as, as long as he's not out for four weeks, which it doesn't look like that's the case. So um, not for us this week, but in the long run, I think we're going to be thankful for it. The cheese, bit of verbals on the on the, uh, co- on the the uh, ref. And it looks like he's been referred straight away. So I think it's going to be minimum three weeks um, could be more. Um, that's going to be good for Harry Grant. I think, you know, the storms stink uh, at the moment. They've had two losses in a row. It's great being a Canberra Raiders fan, isn't it? Because who's their next bloody opponent? There's no way they're losing three in a row. Um, so I think that these Origin Stars will back up. And, and because the cheese is going to get punted for a few... Oh, excuse me, a few weeks, um, I think Harry Grant should back up. Although they've got that Wishart there who's been quite good as well, but I'm pretty confident that they need some wins and Harry Grant will back up. Um, look, there's a bit of COVID carnage, isn't there, the origin? I changed my tip from Queensland. I tipped Queensland, I thought at home. Um, and look, yeah, people say they got absolutely racked, you know, in that game by New South Wales. But I just think that's when you get hammered like that, your bit of pride and a bit of determination in you at home in that uh, hostile crowd, um, I thought that maybe they get the job done. Um, but Munster, a big, big, big loss. Probably the biggest loss you could possibly have if you're a Queenslander. Um, he's the guy, isn't he? So I, don't, I give him no chance, personally. Dearden is going to come in, it looks like, for uh, Munster. Uh, and there's also Tuolagi, who's gone off the wing uh, for them. And Oates is going to come in. I personally think Oates is having a better year. Probably Tuolagi was a, you know, I think he deserved a, a shot. Um, but I, um, I don't think you lose anything. Corey Oates has been on that stage before, and I think he's having a really good year. Um, but... It's a big loss, Munster. So I um, look. I think Cheese out for a few weeks is going to mean that Grant probably. You know, I think he's a good chance if he gets out injury free, will back up, which is good news um, there. And actually, you know, COVID has hit Munster and Tuolagi. I think it's good for Munster too, who we know had the shoulder issue. I think if he played Origin, um, we, there was a good chance of him having a game or two off. Maybe. Um, I think that that probably. Not definitely, but it does bode well for him being there for next game, having to, you know, stay off his feet and, you know, isolate for for um, COVID. Um, and that, on COVID, are they going to go into a bubble soon? I mean, we at the start of the year, all of us talking Supercoach, was, we were had these boosts and stuff in place for COVID outs, and we just hadn't seen many of them until sort of, you know, mid-round, mid-season. We've started to get a couple now, haven't we? We had, um, you know, White and Miss Origin. We've got Munster and Tuolagi now. Um, and there's been a couple of, you know, here and there throughout the year. But, we, you know, there's a lot of COVID in the community at the moment. And I don't know whether they're going to go into lock it down. But it could cause absolute carnage for Supercoach if you haven't got trades up your sleeve. Uh, moving on. Um, around 17, went from the penthouse to the shit house, didn't it? Um, Hines got COVID. Um 
it was a blow. We all have Heinz, 55.2, but you have an advantage over 45.7 or 44.7 people, a percent of the people out there, aren't you? Because they don't have Heinz. But he's such a high-owned player, it doesn't hurt us nearly as much. But some of the other ones out there that did hurt um, were ones like me. Um, Matto, 11% owned, um, you know, 0.5% of people got him in. It's They keep naming him and then he's a laid out. It gives me the irrits. Just let him have a couple of weeks off. AJ was an enormous one. It was close to kickoff, um, 10.4%. 2.4% of people brought him in. Hopefully these guys, you know, I think people were stunned because, you know, looking at it, the figures when I did, he wasn't minus, you know, 10.4% and the percentage was still at 2.4% of people brought him in. Um, so hopefully that turned around since when I wrote it down. Um, Oates, he got called into Origin Camp, 5.7%. 1.2% of people brought him in. That doesn't seem to have changed from when I looked at it. So hopefully that didn't sting people. Graham was a big out. We got a little bit of a run-up for that. Um, he's still at 5.3%, though. Um, he had a big sell of 7.5%. So people moved him on quick smart, but he's still owned by people who are, they could be ghost team or something. Even um, Taff, who was on the extended bench, we probably weren't expecting many points from him, but he's still 11.3% owned, and he was a late out from that team. So it was a bit of a bludger. We And, you know, you lose people like Maddo, you lose Hines, uh, Graham, uh, Oates. You're losing some of the ones that we thought were good options for this buy round, and it was probably a bit smellier. <laughs> you know, it wasn't as good a buy round as we had hoped. Um, the Bunnies, they look better, don't they? With Trell back in the team, Cody Walker, for us long-suffering Cody or, or owners, it hasn't been terrible from him. His average is in the 50s, but from him being so close to Munster, you know, an 80-plus type scorer of last year, I think the way they're doing it this year is absolutely terrible. The scoring, they're just giving him lots of catch and pass to center wings. Um, that where Cody creates an overlap, he cuts out two people or whatever. It's his try assist, but he's getting a try contribution. It's going to the centers, and I think that that's what's the problem this year. But, um, and there was one of those instances in this game, you know, but he, in the next one, he kicked the, the ball and it went straight to the winger, thank God. Um, but he scored well in this round. I think that Trell back definitely takes the focus off him in their attack um, and he's benefiting from that 117 points from Cody which is really good I don't know I've got Munster and Cody in the 5-8 I kind of said to myself if I'm not going to go to Brown this round um, you know the ones that I think is probably Drinkwater and Brown are the only other ones I'd want I'm going to have a look at Cody now. I'm going to wait for a couple of weeks because Trell back in the team, they, their draw does get harder. Yes, Cody's one of those players that doesn't play too bad against uh, better opposition, but they've got a soft couple of games. So I think it's worth him being lower on my priorities as a trade out if I'm going to trade him because at the moment, I'm not going to trade someone who just scored 117, put it that way. Um, Trell was great. People... Oh, you know, some really good super coaches like Kando and stuff were bringing in um, Trell. I wasn't against it. I saw the stats on Trell. Um, you know, he scores well against harder teams, which we know they're going to have a hard run home. Um, I just think that they are shitter than they've been in previous years, and that's why I didn't go with it. I was very tempted, but I didn't go there. Um, and he finished in, what did he finish on? 90 something, didn't he? 93, which was really good. Once we knew that AJ was out, 
you know, it was Kando as well. He mentioned, oh, I'm tempted by Kenner because we know that left-hand winger for the Rabbitohs um, is, you know, a beneficiary of their amazing attack. And it was not... He was not wrong. Kenner, 93 points, 105 smart super coaches brought him in. I think he was probably, um, and, and Huda, <laughs> were probably the, the nuffs of the round because they are on the wing, you know, getting the, the attack, you know. And, and the, he was basically the AJ of the round. He finished with 93 and some tries, which was really good. Um, moving on, the Eels, they it was an S, a super co-friendly game. I said to people, target maybe a, a captain from that round. We saw IPAP was the you know the number one sort of captain, um, but they were they were good. Um, you know, IPAP fourteen point three percent of people captained him um, for a ninety, which was good. I was one of those people. Um, what do we have next? It was Moses. We know that he turned up. I said, I said Moses would be one of those guys who's been going well this year and could be from that game. It was Moses, IPAP, Dylan Brown, and obviously Lane. Um, you know, and I think people did captain. What did he get? Moses, 4.1% captained him. So he did really well there. He, of the most obvious ones, Dill, Dillbags didn't do as well. Um what did he get? 57, but you've got the big uh, 115 from Moses. So I think people looped um, Latrell. They uh, went with Moses or you went with IPAP. So there's not going to be huge, huge swings. I think the biggest swings this week are going to be from people who had more numbers. I went in with 10. So there's some people out there with 15 in numbers. You had extra five players. And of course, you're going to do better. Um Look, uh, Clem got a send-off at the end of the game. I don't agree with it. I didn't like what he did. I thought he did go in with the uh, forearm, but I think it's a sin bin. It's not a send-off. And the NRL, the you know, the look, I mean, I thought Bloor, uh, Lane was absolutely dud at a try. He, he juggled it, but got it back completely into his own grasp, not touched by another player. It was a try. So... Um, what a what a pity! He, I should have my trade in this week of Lane shouldn't have been such a fail because he deserved a try. I don't think Latrell. I mean, I don't think um, Clem deserved a send off. And if he was a send off, then Latrell is definitely a sin bin um, for jumping in to that melee. Yeah, starting it. Well, I mean, Clem started with the forearm, but I don't think that he should have run in. Uh, look, there's no suspensions from it. So you Latrell owners, um, there's, I think he did a high shot earlier in the game there on the winger. Um, no no suspensions for them, which you'll be happy to know because people who went Latrell, you get your 90 points this week, you're picking him over Teddy, um, you're not going to have to deal with suspensions as well. And we know he loves a bit of a suspension. Um, let's move into the games. The Sharks versus the Storm, they are shit, the Storm. They're evident, they're... You know they need these players back. I think they've just lost, they've lost a little bit of grunt in their forward pack, and they've just got real low quality backs um, with these main players out. So um, look, they can't get Coates back quick enough, can they? And they they need uh, Grant and Munster back. They need them big time. Um, yeah, it's great. They're going to probably get them back for the Raiders game, and we're going to get hammered. Um, they got done by the Sharks, tw- Sharks twenty eight to um, six. 
The good for me was Jesse Rabian. He's uber, 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 uber pot. He's 1% owned. Fish with a 133. Sensational. 0.2% of people brought him in. 231 people. He was a real pod. He wasn't the popular player like Mulatalo, Katoa. Um, but he was made for this game, and he is such a hog. He never passes it. If you're a defender on Rabian, why are you ever sliding with him? Just go up and put the hit on him. And, you know, don't don't assume he's going to pass. Don't be playing for the pass. Um, but look, he he bombed one as well. Um, but look, he's he's a hog, um, and it was a good game, and it was a good trade in if you did it. Um, other good scores in there for me were Brayley was good. He's been good, you know, this year I think. You know, without being outstanding like a Cook or Grant type, but he's been good. He got an eighty-two this week. Trindle was good, filling in for high and sixty-five. The cheese in this round, you know, you got the sin uh, sin bin, um, but he was still finished on sixty-two. I think 62 points is handy in a buy um, for him, especially someone who's that at that price. Um, McInnes was good. He updated to 72. Um, we were saying that could be the end of McInnes because he's on the bench, but it was still a good score for super coach purposes. Um, my bad. Look, there's a couple in there. Pappenhausen, 34.9, 20.3% of people brought him in. Um, he was 13.1 straight captained him. You know, and that, I don't know why you're straight. You get a free look at it in a buy. Why are you straight captaining uh, Paps? It's one of those ones that's going to sit with you for a while. Why did I straight see him? Um, he fished on a 49. He was injured and... You know, you know, it's it, it wasn't a game for him. I, out of the two games since he's come back, I thought he's looked rubbish taking away that five minutes. So, yes, I'm worried, but no, I don't think he's a rage trade or anything like that. Um, even if he misses a week, I, I'm going to hold him. If he misses two, I'm going to hold him because I don't have the trades to spare. But it was a, a game where we were hoping the Paps would turn up. It was half of that. It was a 49, no good. Um, Mulatalo, I've had him for a while. He's been very good. Um, and I'm being very nitpicky with the 57. But in a buy round, the best thing you can get is a ton. People, those 231 that brought in Rami and you got 133. You know, so um, it hurts having someone like Mulatalo hoping that there was going to be some tries in there against a depleted Melbourne Storm. He did score a try, so it's a 57 with a try, which isn't outstanding. 0.9% of people brought him in. Um, you know, it's not what you wanted. You wanted a bit more than that, 70, 80. Um, so 57, no good. Um, Anderson, the cheapie, uh, 24.6 made he was in the wars. There was a HIA. There was another HIA, and let's be honest, he should have gone off, but he didn't. He stayed on, um, and then he did um, the, el- or the arm, yeah, which was, you know, look... Ugh. Hearts out to the kid. You know, it was a Noddy's game, um, and unfortunately he was in the wars, and he's probably going to be spending some time on the sideline. I don't know if he's going to get back into that team. For us super coaches, it's a good thing, really. We didn't get the score in this round. We would have liked a 50-60 out of him. We got a 17, um, and he's going to be enough now. And that's why it wasn't the worst purchase in the world because he's not going to be there being an AE nightmare. Much like Schiller had been for a while, um, he's going to move out. You know, he's not going to probably come back into that team. So... 
Um, but that was my bad. Um, moving on to the Knights versus the Bunnies, uh, 40 to 28. So a lot of points scored in that game. And as we expected with the Bunnies, um, there was some good scoring in there. Um, look, my good is going to be Cody Walker, 119 points, 10.8% owned. That surprises me. I guess a lot of us have been getting this shits with Cody and moving him on. I was one of those ones that didn't have the spare trades to move him on. I thought I'd love a Dylan Brown and we deserve this. We deserve it. <laughs> we deserve 119. I'm surprised. 0.4% of people brought Cody in. And you geniuses. This was the right time to bring him in. You got a good score out of him. Other good scores in the game. Kenner. He was probably the best nuff of the round because there was tries. He was the AJ of the round and he scored well. Um, and we know that a few people brought him in, didn't they? A couple of hundred or whatever. Well done to you. 103 people. 105 people, you bloody legends. Um, Trell was obviously good with the 93. He's 10.6% owned, so around that Cody Walker number. I think he's a perfectly good um, pod move to a Teddy for the run home. You got that extra score, uh, and we've had two 90s from him in a row. He looks really good, kicking the goals. Um, they do have a hard draw home. But you've, you've chosen to go with him. If you've got the trades, you can still move him across to a Teddy if you want. But it was good this week, and it was good last week. So that's what you want in a buy round, 90 plus. And he's done it. We'd well, like 150, but you'll take the 90 plus. Uh, what else have we got? Barney. I'm a Barnett owner. Scored a try. Updated nicely, 97. Thanks very much, Barnett. Um He's going to get up to 600K, and I've seen people bringing him in as a financial move to make the couple of hundred K that he's going to make because of that big 100 and something score. I said that he's a chance of getting 28 this week. He didn't. He went up uh, and jagged a 79. He looked good as well. He's going to get to that 600K, and people can move him across to Brian Tuttle quite easily. So financially and score-wise, it's worked out well for you. Um, Clem sent off and still finished with 70. Clem's having a great year. Clem, Off and Gowie have been surprises for me in the front row position this year. The big surprises. Um, but he finished with 70, and that includes a send-off. Um, Dominic Young as well, good with a 73. My bad was Tass, 24.4%, uh, and I'm being a nitpicker, 43. On the back of that um, South back line, Kenner gets 90. You would have loved one of those tries to go to Tass, so he finished 70-plus. Uh, and it was a 43. I'm also going to put Randall in there. I've held Randall. He's been pretty good for 60 points, especially when there's no hooker on the bench. I will accept in a buy around 49. So I'm just going to call it okay for both of those guys. Not average, not not bad or ugly. Okay, I'm going to say for Tass and Randall. 43 for Tass and 49 for Randall. People sold Randall. I think his time is up now that Braley's back. And Braley looked good out there. Got um, Came on at half time as well. And I think that's only going to get worse for Randall. So, you know, Randall to your fin grand or whatever. Or nuff him, do whatever you want to do. I think Randall's time is nearly up. Uh, moving on to the Tigers versus the Eels. The Eels got the job done pretty comfortably there. Moses. He was a good guy for captain this week. We saw 4% did it. Um, he's owned by 15.1%. He tunned up. If you can get a captain that tons up, you know, he's in the top five. He's one of the five or whatever people that scored a ton this round. Nice super coaching by you, you folk that did captain him. Um, and 
Other good scores in there, I Pat. He was the most captained player. I captained him. I did think a little bit about captaining Lane. I didn't do it. Um, but I Pat finished with a 90. Nice update as well. Just a little update. Nofo was good with an 81. Sivo, you know, I, I said last week he's a yo-yo. And, and the best you can hope for is a decent score in the buy round. 79 is that. And he got a six, 79. Um, Offhand Gowie, 64. That's on the lower end of what he does. 50 to 80, I said he'd get. So 64 is sort of in between. 8.9% owned. Well done. I mean, you'll take a 64 in a buy around. And Paul, Paul um, I brought him in as a bottom price cheap enough. Um, finished with a 48. He got a 40 last week. The minutes are good. He looks a good, good one. Um, look, Jimmy Tamo is going to come back into that team. So my biggest worry is that he goes back to 20 minutes on the bench, scoring 20. My hope is... Uh, is that, you know, Noddy's going to keep blooding these youngsters and give them decent minutes, and he continues with 40. He looks a good one to me. Um, the bad, look, it's much along the uh, Randall and Tass lines. I'm going to give it to Lane. He was robbed a try. Don't even, don't at me on that. He was robbed a try. Um, he, it was a try, um, but he finished with 50. I brought him in for a 50. It doesn't feel nice. I wanted a 75 from Yelaine, and that's what he's been scoring. So I'm going to be probably resigned to holding him for the rest of the year. Once Maddo was out, um, I was just like, well, I want some of this Eels action, so I'm going to move Maddo on. And look, I don't know if the... The ribs, ribs is a hard one to get over. I've done some ribs before and it doesn't, you don't come back as strong as, yeah, and as good as you can. It takes a while to get over. So I just went with Lane, 50 points is a bit disappointing. Uh, 6.1% of us will all be a little bit disappointed with uh, 50 points. Um, look, the ugly for me was uh, Pedersini. 33.9. He fished on a 22. The last couple of weeks been the lowest scores he's done of the year. Um, and he's been really, really good. Um, I think people are going to start doubting whether Penasini is a run-home person for you. I think some people had floated that maybe he is. And I don't think he is. Um, he's done a great, great job. He's been one of the cheapies of the year. When you needed him in the buy round, it wasn't an 80. It was a 22. Um, and I think that you can easily move him on now. If you want to grab a tour or something like that out of uh, Origin, I reckon and Penasini is a good sell option. Um, in the last game, the Broncos versus the Dragons. The Broncos having a good year. I got the job done against the Dragons. My good is Tessie. New. 139 points. He looks sensational out there. He was in everything. You know that 196 people brought Tessie New in. I mean, what's going on? Uh, how are you guys? Give me your, you people, you 196 people, DM me the lotto numbers for this week, you bloody lunatics. How the hell did you know that he was going to score so well? Um, he's owed by 0.4%. Uh, 196 people brought him in. He's the highest scorer of this buy round. So you are, I bow, I'm, I'm now bowing. You can't see me here, but I'm bowing to you legends. Um, other good scores in there, look, Stags, we say that it's Roxel Diamonds, and I say he's a myth. Next week, it could be an under 20. But in the case of Penasini, it was a 20 this round when you wanted a 90. That wasn't the case for Stags. And he was cheap, as he gets, really. And I know a good bunch of coaches that said, look, I'm going to take a flutter on him. I'm going to take a punt. And this was the kind of game for him. Scored a 99. Looks sensational out there. Look, imagine if he could do that for three games in a row. Wouldn't it be amazing? But in a buy round, 90 plus points is handy. And you got it. Um, Huda, he was, you know, I think people were going Hoskins in the second row. Huda on the end of their back line was much like um, Kenner was for the Rabbitohs. 
uh, and he finished with a 94. Uh, so he's going to go off into the distance. He looked actually good, um, but he is a, he was probably one of the cup, best couple enough she could have got this week. Um, Hetherington was good with a 76. Suley, I saw a couple of people that, Smokey, people went, I'm going to go with Smokey on Suley, and he has been good. He's got, he's starting to find his way to the line. Um, 71 points. Um, Man was good. He went off, actually, for the last 15 minutes or whatever, or 10 minutes of the game. Finished with a 62. He's going to just make his BE. Um, and I think, uh, for me, I want to get the four-gun halves in. I want to get Hines out of the fullback spot. He's probably done his job for me. Um, and oh, the bad. Lomax, I'm being harsh. I've been harsh this week on 50s because Lomax was one of those ones we thought, well, Graham's not there. He's up there at the Mulatalo type thing. Well, look, Mulatalo this week was a 57 and Lomax was a 51. Um, you know, you wanted, I think this game with, with the goals was probably a game where you wanted to hopefully get 75, 80 out of Lomax and you got a 51. Maybe he'll update. Uh, and my ugly was Ravalawa, 2.9%. So he's an uber, uber, uber pod. If he scores a hundred, it's good good times, you know. But he's a yo-yo. He's a hell of a yo-yo. And this week it was a twenty-one. Not for you. Um, that's the games. That's the buy round. Look, my seven twenty-eight. I think is above par. Um, I think um, you know we didn't have. You know, I don't think there's going to be the odd player like the Tim Moody's. These geniuses out there that planned for this buy. Some people. Went light on the first buy, thinking that this was... And it did look on the surface like this was a better buy, and they came in with better numbers. I really think that Jack Howarth should have played for the Melbourne Storm this week, and I could have just luckily got him as an extra number. I didn't get that. Some people got Moale, you know, and some people got, you know, little bonus ones uh, in their numbers this week and could be 100 points or get an extra few points in there. I think I'm just slightly above par. I'm going to finish going through my team as it stands now. What my thoughts are for my teams, the long and short of it is that I'm not trade rich. I have no boosts left. I have nine trades left. Now, I'm not worried about that because I really don't have much that I need to do in my team. I own Munster. I own Hines. I own Cleary. Um, I've got a really stacked um, center wing. You know, I've got uh, Robson as, you know, I sold Grant, but he's definitely one I want to target because I've got Randall as well. You know, I've got a nice second hooker and I'll turn the other one, i.e. Randall, into Grant. And I've got a gun hookers. Um so we'll go through my team as it stands now. I've got nine trades. We'll talk about how set up I think I am for the round, the run home, uh, and who I and I think might be must-haves and what priority they are. So let's have a look at my hookers. Um, in the hooker position, I've got Randall and I've got Robson. Randall's going to fall just short of his uh, BE this week. Um, I have got some money in the bank and... You know, I've got some I've got some players where I'm going to need a couple of hundred K to get um, them to the players I want. Grant is one of those ones that's going to be a couple of hundred K, although he's losing money at a rate of knots. Um, but I'm going to need 100 plus K from Randall up to Grant. Um, but he is one player that I am certainly targeting uh, for my run home team. I'm happy to run home with Robson and Grant. Um, some people have said to me, well, why do you need two gun hookers? Go for these ceiling players. Well, if I've got five or six ceiling players and I've got two gun fullbacks, 
what's wrong with me getting an 80 averaging hooker? You know, I'm going to go home with two gun hookers in there, whether I play them every week, depending on the matchups, but Robson and um, Harry Grant putting up 80s, I can live with. Um, So I've got Randall and uh, Robson. I'm going to, in the next few trades, it's going to, I'm going to make the move on uh, Randall. Uh, to Grant. Um, in my front row, I've got IPAP uh, and I have Lolo currently as my starters. And on the bench, I've got Pole, Pole and Moy Messia. But essentially, I've really got um, Max King because I could just move Moy Messia down as enough to my second row. But that's how I've got it set at the moment. So look, if I got an injury to IPAP or uh, Lolo, I could bring Max King up, couldn't I? Or, or you know, I could use Pole if he's getting forty minutes. But I'm I'm thin on the bench, but it looks like that on the surface because I've got a duality in my second row. Um, the only person that mildly interests me in there, it could be a Max King to a Tuppany, but I don't know if I'm going to do that. Um, front row is a bit of a dead position. I'm happy enough, I think, with... I think that, you know, you're going to get a little bit of an uptick from Lolo. They save him minutes earlier in the year, and I think in the back end, he'll they'll unleash him. Uh, look, that's not meaning that it doesn't... You know, I'm not going to be disappointed or it doesn't happen. It might happen, and I could adjust from there. I'm happy just to run with IPAP and Lolo, and in a rare circumstance, if one of them misses a game, I could play Pole or I could play Max King. Um Moy Messia, I'm happy for him to stay there as enough if, he, if I can manage. Uh, in the second row, I've got Homole, Lane, Talakai, Barney, Ming, Max King, because I've got him down in my second row, or Lolo, or Moy Messia. I've got movability in there, which kind of allows me to um, you know, have those two bench front rowers. Uh, and I've got Howarth as well. He's essentially enough, isn't he? I started the year with Howarth. Uh, started the year with Moy Messia. So I've got two nuffs already. Um, look, I think that he's got to be a chance. How terrible that backline is. Give the blood the kid. You've, you've signed him on a five-year deal. He's a second-row sort of center. I wouldn't be surprised if I see him come into the team um, in the coming weeks. Um, but look, I've got, you know, probably in there, I, I you know, the ones that I'm missing, you know, I think the premiums have been Murray. You know, you've got a David Fafida. You've got... Um, you know, Maddo, who's when he's not injured, who could be targets in there. But I think, you know, you've got these guys, uh, probably Fafita's the only one that tempts me because he can go 100 plus. I don't know if he's going to do it. If I see anything that gives me an inkling that he is, I might make a trade in there. But at this point in time, I'm happy with how things are. Um, Ola, Lane, Talakai, Barney, Ming. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, look, into my halves, I've got Cleary and I've got Man. Um, look, I don't want uh, Mam. I just wanted to milk him through to this buy, and I wanted to move him on. Um, obviously, I've got Hines and Pappenhausen in fullback. I'm going to move Mam on. I'm going to bring Hines up to his uh, spot that I want him in, in the halfback position. I'm going to have Cleary, and I'm going to have Hines. Um, so, look, essentially, I'm doing two trades. The, I'm not saying I'm going to do anything in the front row or the second row yet. I can do that if I want to, um, depending on how things are traveling. Look, if, you know, Lane will score a 70 and, you know, Murray will score an 83. It's 13 points. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to rush in the second row or the front row to do anything, but I want the gun hooker and I want the, you know, the gun half fullback um, combo. So, yeah, I'm going to essentially move Hines up by selling Mam. So I've already sold two players. I've sold Randall and I've sold Mam. And as a result, I've got uh, Grant and I've got 
Teddy because Teddy is going to be who I'm selling um, Mam to. So um, that'll be gun halves because I've got Munster and Cody at the moment in 5-8. I think I'm resigning myself to sort of sit on Cody now. After that ton, Latrell makes such a big difference to that team. Um, so I'm going to wait and see. There is a couple of soft games, but um, I'm going to stay at two trades that I've got here um, and play it by ear. It could it very possibly become a third trade to maybe a drink water or a... Um, who's the other one? <sighs> drink water... Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Drink water. <laughs> uh, or Brown, Dylan Brown. Um, but at the moment, it's not. I'm just going to sit on Cody. I don't have to play Cody every week. You know, I'm going to play Munster as long as he's healthy. Um, in the uh, centers, I've got Garrick. I've got Manu. I've got Mulatalo. I've got Brian To'o. I've got Taylor May. I've got uh, Targo. Um, and I've got Anderson. Anderson will be enough, but I've got some pretty mint centers and I think that that's one of the ceiling positions um, and I'm happy to leave that as is I'm not going to be trying to make any trades in there the one that I would say to people you know if you don't have I think is a, a, a someone you want to target for the run home is Brian Toor but I've got him Garrick Manu Mulatalo Toor May and Targo that's a stacked centers um, in my fullback obviously I've made that trade for Mam so I'm I'm currently Paps and Hines but it's going to be Paps and Teddy so let's go back and have a look at what my trades over the coming weeks are. The first trade that I'm going to do is I'm going to trade someone out. Um, it could be Barnett. Um, it could be Tago, I guess. Um, but I'm probably leaning towards um, Barnett. I know he was good in 90 did up this week. But uh, what I get from Ming, uh, Max King, is ability to move him up to the front row with Moi Masia or, uh, or Lolo. Um, but he's also a chance to go if, because I've heard mail that Luke Thompson is not far away. So that could be the end of Max King and his great minutes and his 60-plus scores. So I'm going to sell one to enough to start with. It's going to be to bankroll. My trades are bringing in uh, Harry Grant and Teddy. I'm going to move out one of those guys to enough. I haven't decided yet. We'll have a look at team list next week and I'll uh, make a choice. But the ones I see as disposable are probably Barnett, um, probably Max King, the most. Um, we'll wait and see which one it's going to be. Um, that Once I've done that, that'll be trade one. Trade two is going to be the man out, uh, Hines up to halfback, and Teddy in. So I'm going to have a Paps and Teddy fullback. That's going to be my trades for next week. Only two trades because um, I've got no boosts, so it's going to be two a week. That'll get me down to seven trades. I'm going to be really happy with that because I'm going to have a Cleary Hines halfback and I'm going to have a Paps and Teddy fullback. Um, the following week is when I'm going to do, I think Harry Grant's still got the high break even, hasn't he? We don't know if he's going to back up after Origin. The next trade I'll be making is the Randall to Grant. Um, trade. I'll already have the bank from my nothing in the first trade to do that. Now I don't. That's all I've got. I've got. I think that you you've heard my team. I don't think there's huge things that I need to do in there. Some of you might say, "Well, you need something in your front row." I think if I can do, you know, IPAP, um, Lolo, and Max King as my backup is fine enough. Um, or um, in the second row, I might target a Murray or a Fafita, and I could trade one of those other ones out with as a luxury trade if I need to and if I want to. But at the moment, I think the team balance is fine enough because there's only two players in there that I desire that I don't have, and that is Teddy and Grant. Some people have said to me, Tapani is a must. I think Tapani is a must. He is scoring amazingly well, um, but I'm trying not to do trade-ins in the front row. 
um, if I can help it. Um, look, when you're at seven trades, I could probably commit two more trades to other things. It could be a 5-8. It could be a Dylan Brown or a Drinkwater as one of them. And it could be a second row getting a David Fafida in for, you know, um, Talakai or so whatever. You know, I could do two trades in there and then run home with five. Uh, I've got the team set and run home with five. But my initial moves are going to be those ones there. Three rounds of trading, one being enough uh, and two being that Teddy and Grant in. I do think that Teddy will back up. I think they need him. They're out of the eight. Um, the Chooks, but I have liked what I've seen from the last couple of weeks. Grant, um, I think with Cheese out, that probably leans towards him coming back in um, You know, and backing up. What's his break-even? I've really got to see Harry Grant, haven't I? Let's have a look at him, uh, what his break-even is. <laughs> look, I, I really... When it comes to ceiling, Teddy's a ceiling player. That's why I want to get him first and do the MAM stuff, you know, because break-evens and all that will work for me. But let's have a look at Grant, eh? There we go. 96 break-evens. That's perfect. He's up against the mighty green machine <laughs> next round as well. So I don't need to do him next round. I can do him the round after. I think that's probably his ceiling. So it might cost you an extra dollar or two or a, might you might get a saving. We'll have to wait and see. Um, so... You know, you can see what I was talking about at the start of the show is I held fire on going hard at this round and trading out a Munster or trading out a Hines because they're run home people and that makes my setup for the run home perfectly fine. I've got nine trades. I potentially could use four. Two are the only ones that I'm really using, you know, as a matter of urgency um, to get Grant and Teddy in. And that leaves me with seven. If I want to do two luxury trades, I can run home with five. So to you guys out there asking how many is enough, I think, especially with COVID in the area, if you've got a run home team that's there and you've got five trades up your sleeve for the run home from here, um, well, from two rounds from here, because I'm going to be making those trades over two rounds, um, I think that five for the run home is probably decent enough. If you've got the run home team, you've got a stacked center wing like I have, and you've got um, you know, the gun halves, you've got the gun you know um hookers and stuff your team is set and you should be able to sit on those trades till the run home if you've got more than that you've got bo uh, boosts and you've got you know 12 or 11 trades you could maybe be more strategic you could go early on a david for feeder you could move on a cody walker i mean i've got cody scored a ton this week i'm happy enough with that over uh, then at least the next couple of rounds with latrol in the team it doesn't mean that once they get this hard run that cody doesn't start scoring a 20 and a 30 and i might desire to make that 5-8 trade and go um, to a brown but my first, I've got a plan for what I want to do in the next week um, at least next week's trades and the week after um, and hopefully you get a little something out of that um, who do I think are must-haves um, look I've just prioritized who I think are the must-haves um, Cleary I said at the top of the show if you don't have Cleary I think you you want to get him in especially out of this origin he might get a rest I'm expecting that Penrith Panthers have to rest players and he's probably going to rest towards the end of the year as well in the last round maybe but you do want him um, and that's why I want to get Hines up to five eight or up to half back as well. So I've got a backup. Um, but he's he's you've got to have him, I think, and I think the price isn't um, for Cleary anyway isn't out of your realms. Um, look, I think Paps is a must-have. We haven't seen we saw the five-minute spell from him at the end of not this round but the round before, and it was only a fifty this round. He is under some injury sort of clouds, and he looks a little bit busted, but. That five minutes haunts me still, even though I didn't see it this week. And even though he he looked like he had a wretched game and could hardly run, and he still scores 50. 
you know, um, his average, well, it won't be 100 anymore. But it was before this round started. I think he's a must-have. I think number three is fullback number two. I think I don't love a cheap fullback for the run home is what I'm saying. I think it's got to be – you can have um, Pappenhausen and Hines if you want. Um, you can have Pappenhausen and Latrell if you want. You can have Pappenhausen and Teddy. I think you've got to have a gun fullback um, in both positions for the run home. They're the guys that get regularly up or out the 100 or they can go 150. They've got a ceiling on them, and I think you've got to go with the two-gun fullback um, option. Um, number four, I think, is Hines. Look, he has been very good this year. We keep saying he doesn't look as good. He's not running as much, but he still scores 90 points. Um, the Sharks have a really soft draw home. I know he's, he's going to get a rest, isn't he, having this COVID. Um, the Sharks look good and got the job done against um, the Melbourne Storm this week. And I think if you want to be serious about the run home, I think a Cleary and Hines combo is the go. I know at different points in the year, it's been a popular thing to move. Everyone's like said, oh, I've had enough of Hines, but he's still averaging amazingly well. Um, and I think you'll want him in your team. People, I was tempted to move him on this week and, you know, get in a gun play. I was, think, I was tempted to move him on because I have him in my fullback spot and Go to Latrell, I would have got the 99 points. But I just see Hines as a run-home player, and it's just a non-negotiable for me, and I held fire on the trade. Um, look, I think number five has got to be Munster. Yes, he had the shoulder complaint. COVID was probably the best thing for him because he's going to get a chance to rest up. Um, and I really think in the 5-8 position, um, there's been some good ones in Drinkwater and uh, and Brown, but Munster's been the best. And I think um, you really want to run home with him. You can take your pick if you want Drinkwater, Cody Walker, Dylan Brown as your backup. You could even maybe nuff it there if you've got a Dylan Brown or you've got a, maybe not a Dylan Brown, but I think Munster is one you've got to have as, as you, you can have Munster and enough if you really want. Um, but I think, you know, Munster is the guy you want. Um, number six on the list, I think you need to have four gun center wings. You look at me, uh, Garrick a gun, Munster, uh, Manu a gun, Mulatalo a gun, To'o a gun, May a gun. There's five. And Targo as my sixth, that's a pretty handy center wing. I don't think you can run with three guns and a midi or three runs and a, three and a cheapy or a play on matchups type guy. Um, I think you need to get to, to four minimum. And if you can get to five, even better. I really just think if you don't have four-gun center wings, you've got to prioritize having four guns in there um, for your run home. Um, number seven, look, I think in the hooker position, you've got to have one or, you know, or two if you can or if, if, if it's doable without breaking your team apart. Grant, Cook, Robson, Cotter. A lot of people have said, do I hold Cotter? I've got him in my uh, hooker. I think some people have moved him on. Who did you move him on to, I guess? Maybe it was Robson. I'm, I'm going to be really happy to go. I mean, I know Kando's got a, a Cook and Grant combo. Delicious. I want to go with a, um, a Grant and uh, Robson. I've got a bit of pod action. I'm happy to go with Rob Robson. He's been outstanding. I see no reason to trade him. And Randall's done. So I'm going to get Grant in and run home with uh, Grant and Robson. I've only got to make one trade in there. Um, I think you want to have, if you've got Cook and Cotter, I think that's fine. If you've got Robson and Grant, that's fine. If you've got Grant and Cook, that's fine. Um, I really think these guys up at the 80 points, you know, uh, especially Cook and Grant, you know, you've got to have one of them as your main, I think, uh, in the hooker position. Um, look, then you go down to 
um, number eight. I think in that front row, uh, IPAP and Tappany. I think you anchor your, you know, you can have a speculative one. Some people are running Max King as their second front rower. I would say to you, um, you know, there's Luke Thompson coming back into that team and hopefully, but I'm expecting, unfortunately, that maybe he gets a reduction in minutes. We know he does good work in his short minutes, but the 50, 55, 60 minutes we get from Max King, Ming's time is nearly up, I think, um, for the great, great minutes. And as a result, um, I think you want to have, I mean, I've got I, I've got IPAP and Lolo, which I'm okay with. It's a bit of a dead position front row, and but someone, if you're running IPAP and Tappany, I think you are in gravy town, um, if you get what I mean. So I'm going to say IPAP Tappany. If you wanted to, um, you don't have to get both of them, but I think you want to anchor your front row with one of them. Um, look, a 90 from IPAP this week. He's just such a good player. Um, you know, you got uh, Maddo injured. Um, you know, there is minutes sometimes worries when Maddo's back in the team as well. But um, look, he's had a great year still, IPAP. And I think in that position up the front, if you anchor your, your number one, your front row one spot with a, a gun, um, you're usually in pretty good shape if you get 40 out of the second one, as opposed to someone who's getting a 50. You know, I mean, in the case of Tuppany, he's getting 80s. That's a bit of a different. Lola goes out and gets 50 and Tuppany gets 80. That's a 30-point swing. But I don't want to make lots of trades in the front row. So hopefully you found that helpful. You know, don't panic if you've got nine left or eight or some people are at six. You know, um, if your team is set and you can run home with four or five trades, get yourself pumped with at least four or five and a set team. If your team is set and you've got four and five for the run home and COVID interruptions, whatever, um, you know, I think that's better. If you can go home with seven and you you want to win your head-to-heads and stuff, the more the better. But I think you're going to want to get this team set to the run home as quickly and as efficiently as you can and get it set with the right players. Obviously, there's going to be some pod action out there. Some of us are running with the pod uh, and you can have your pod in there, but you get what I mean. Um, getting the team set. I want to get the team set and have seven or if I want to do some luxury trading, five for the run home. Um Buy round, really enjoyable. It's the home stretch now. Love you all very much. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you again on Teamless Tuesday. Uh, look, I'm up the blues, eh? New South Wales Blues 13 plus uh, for Origin. I want a girl with a mind like a diamond. I want a girl who knows what's best. I want a girl with shoes that cut and eyes that burn like cigarettes. I want a girl with the right allocations who's fast and thorough and sharp as a tack. She's playing with her jewelry. She's putting up her hair. She's touring the facility and picking up the slack. I want a girl with a short skirt and a long jacket. I want a girl who gets up early. I want a girl who stays up late. I want a girl with uninterrupted prosperity who uses a machete to cut through red tape with fingernails that shine like justice and a voice that is dark like tinted glass. She's fast and thorough and sharp as a tack. 
She touring the facility and picking up the slack. I want a girl with a short skirt and a low, low jacket. I want a girl with good dividends. A Citibank will meet accidentally. We'll start to talk when she borrows my pen. She wants a car with a cup holder armrest. She wants a car that will get her there. She's changing her name from Kitty to Karen. She's trading her MG for a white Chrysler Baron. I want a girl with a short skirt and a low, low jacket. (laughs) 